Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. Welcome to the Cities. I'm Jim Mertens. The Putnam Museum is marking 152 years in the Cities with a new president and CEO. Rachel Mullensteiner takes the reins of the museum as Kim Findlay retires after a dozen years at the Putnam. So what can we expect? And really, what's on the exhibit list for the coming month? One exhibit is certainly out of this world. Rachel sat down with us to talk about it all, including how she sees the job at the Putnam as a good fit for both her and the museum. It's a great match, yeah. The process of um, the search really was a long one and asked candidates to kind of meet with the board and it really mapped kind of skills and assets against the needs of the museum. So I go in knowing a lot about some of the gifts that I can bring and uh, it's well, a good match. Talk, we're talking about a century and a half yeah, of this museum. Yeah. I mean this is a big deal to be taking over the Putnam Museum yes. at a pretty good time for the museum yeah. is it not? Yes it really is. I mean it's a tremendous honor um, and a tremendous responsibility. I mean it really is kind of the holder of our history in the community um, but also is really kind of guaranteeing our future in the education programs and the interactive exhibits and um, protecting the collection for future generations. So and it's an exciting time. And we got a lot of ground to cover because I want to yes. talk about yep. all that stuff. But let me talk about <laughs> Kim Findlay. She had yeah. been the uh, head for about 12 years, spearheaded uh, so much of what the uh, Putnam is that we see today. Um, it, it, it's been a good transition too. I mean, yeah. the, the way that you've been able to uh, grab the baton, so to speak, and move forward. Yeah, big shoes to fill. Kim was with the organization about 12 years, so she really was the heart of many of the blockbuster exhibits and the new science center and the immerse curriculum which is for our fifth graders um, so she's just done extraordinary work and really brought the museum through a really critical time in its history but it's an exciting time now it as is. well is it not? it is yeah let me talk about uh, some of the funding issues because uh, that was one of the areas that uh, that kim had worked hard on is to try to find some stable funding for uh, the putnam is that still a major issue because i know there's been some great progress made in the last wow only six months really actually. yeah we have some tremendous partners in place and um, so we're working with local funders on, on bridge funding to move us into more stable city funding our partners at the city of Davenport have stepped forward um, to support the museum as municipal museums are supported across the nation um, and many of our local museums receive similar support um, but more than that the city is a, a great partner in some of the programmatic connections as well so I'm excited about this opportunity to really bring new collaboration through 
through the Davenport Public Library, the environmental focus of Public Works, and of course our West End partnership there on the Hill um, with Parks and Rec, with Bedgeberry Park being there. So it's an exciting time. Because let's be honest, I mean, location, location, location. Yeah. You are there at Division Street and, and about 12th Street, you know, Museum Hill. I mean, there, there's just so much history there alone. Absolutely, and some great assets still in place in the neighborhood. Um, that we'll be working with. So coming from the Davenport Community School District, I was with the schools right. for about 17 years, uh, 18 years. Um, we've got the Children's Village right next door and of course Fedgebury Park and the Mary Crest Senior Campus. So there's a wonderful West End campus there for us to be working with. Um, and I think that our, our current partners and our funders and particularly the Cultural Trust are really kind of investing in a new approach that's not only about the community as, as an asset or an amenity, but as a destination and what that can mean for a neighborhood and within economic development plans in the community. And also as a place for discussion to be held. And, and I re the reason why I bring this up is because your exhibit on race is coming to a close it right is. now. Actually extended about a month more did, yeah. uh, than, than was expected. Is, is that what the Putnam is about? Yeah, becoming more of a convening partner, I think, in some of that discussion and dialogue. Um, we just recently hosted Ed Liebau from the American Anthropological Association who joined us for the census launch. He was thrilled to have the exhibit um, uh, that he helped develop right. really serve as a launching pad for some of those conversations. Um, but it was sponsored through RDA and Hubble Waterman, and then Estes Construction came on and also sponsored discussion circles. So we had about 30,000 visitors through the door um, to see race um, since its late January launch. And then um, we had about 60 discussion circles. And that's that what I kind of wanted to underline is because, yeah. I mean, that's not something that you expect from a museum necessarily. Right. Right. Yeah. Is that what you want to see more of? Yeah, Mr. Liebau kind of really positioned it as a safe space mm -hmm. for those conversations yeah. um, within the context of the exhibit, um, but also creating that dialogue between friends and neighbors about some difficult conversation. And that, um, in this case, race, but there will be future exhibits coming um, from the partners on um, immigration, migration, patterns and environment um, so we can serve as that safe space really aligning kind of immersive experiences with dialogue that's very interesting yeah. that that is the future for the museum it's exciting yeah I want to talk about another exhibit though that you have coming up it's the 50th anniversary of the moon landing it is. of course I know that's a favorite of yours I know I know and, and so <laughs> you are going to be yeah this is cool too is because <laughs> I'm sorry I am I'm nuts about the moon landing but but it, it's kind of neat is that I, you keep forgetting that that's two and a half generations yeah, ago. Yeah, amazing. I love the role of the museum in really putting history in context. You know, it really brings it to life, especially for generations that may not remember <laughs> the lunar yeah. landing. Yeah, got <laughs> my nose in it. <laughs> so we'll be hosting a couple of really important documentary films. Apollo 11 is one of those that we'll be launching. Um, and then on July 20th, we're going to be hosting a lunar launch party, right. uh, which is going to be a mix of kind of for that historian buff, um, that really is interested in um, the lunar landing itself, but also folks that are just really interested in the era um, because it was such an important time for so many reasons. So it'll be kind of a cosmic party um, as cosmic part of the like lunar that. launch. Yeah. Well, you were talking about some of the things that Kim Finley had done, and she was, she pointed out how proud she was of, of the Princess Di dress and the Princess right. Di right. exhibit and, and, and King Tut. And I remember the Da Vinci exhibit was phenomenal. Yes, yeah. Titanic was a huge yeah. thing. Yeah. Are, uh, the blockbuster events like that 
are very expensive. They are. And they're also sometimes <laughs> hard to find because they are touring other museums. Right, right. Is that one of the things that you do hope to do is to bring in some more of these blockbusters yeah, in the years ahead? I think we're going to stay very kind of opportunistic mm -hmm. <laughs> for those like as, as they come. Um, but we also want to feature the local collection more deeply. And I think, you know, some of the things we're experiencing now with our beautiful objects exhibit really bring some of our local collections to life. Um, we are so lucky to have had these extraordinary families collecting all over the world um, over the course of a century um, and so that collection is with us now and we want to bring that more and more to life especially for new generations we also are going to continue to expand the science center which has become kind of our calling card as well that immersive learning experience for kids of all ages I see a lot of adults enjoying the science center right. as well yes. so we're continuing to build that exhibit we have a new augmented reality um, uh, experience around topography. Um, and, and let's talk about that because you yeah. also have a Jurassic Park exhibit that's coming and, it, and it's all augmented reality, yes. more hands-on. Yes. Explain what that is Yeah, though. so we have a back to the Jurassic augmented reality experience where you can actually walk into the room and be surrounded by the Jurassic environment, including all of the animals, dinosaurs that come with it. Um, so it's a wonderful experience to kind of be surrounded in this sort of real world environment from the Jurassic period. It's going to be a great backdrop for our upcoming Dino Days um, experience coming up in August, uh, August 9th through the 11th, um, where we're going to be featuring um, our Dino Dig, where students will actually be able to um, meet a real paleontologist and experience some of the techniques and the tools of paleontology. Um, we're going to have um, large uh, size, large scale puppets, uh, dinosaurs, including the Dilophosaurus who is probably best known on Jurassic Park sure. as the one that spits venom and oh, has the, okay, yes, the neck the, frill. The neck that comes out. Yeah, yeah, right, so, right. right. So we're going to have a Dilophosaurus <laughs> and a baby Triceratops. and Because um, you just know the, there's kids that are kids. still like absolutely... Gaga for the dinos. Thank you. Yes, they love them. They love them. So we're going to kind of capitalize on our current um, exhibit um, with the augmented reality for the, from the Jurassic period and our dino dig space and then bring these new experiences for students where they'll be exploring um, different facets of, of dinosaurs and, and archaeology and paleontology. And I want to talk about, I mean, the, the Putnam's service to families and, and, and children in particular really is extended into the summer. You have a number of different summer camps. Is. Engineering is among your most popular. It is. And there's still some openings this summer for but some of these do. camps. Yeah, really exciting. I mean, I think that the family experience with the Putnam, um, for most of us, we started in the Putnam mm -hmm. as youth. Um, in the collection and um, and that continues. We serve about 35,000 school children every year, 110 districts from around um, the region and then the summer months are our camps so we do have some wonderful camps with space still available if folks are interested. Right. Um, the Artiste de Voyage, we're going to have students creating their own superhero um, and then of course the engineering camps and meteorology and just a lot of great experiences still available for students and families and they can check it all out on our website. Yeah, I mean, it is all listed. Some of them have already been filled. Yes, I understand they fill that, quickly. but still. Yeah, so we really encourage families to check that out and make their reservations both for the camps and also for the dino days because we have
we have only three days of that offering and it will feel fast. So tell me about the future of museums. Tell me about the future <laughs> of Putnam because you have to stay relevant. Yeah. It's more than exhibits. As, you, as you're pointing out, you're talking about augmented reality. You're talking, what's interesting about the uh, exhibit on race is how many people in the community contribute to this yes. exhibit. So it, it, you're really trying to break down some of the walls of what you know, like an art museum is where you just kind of come and you can't touch. That's right, not your right. idea at yeah. all. No, this is considered more of an immersive learning experience. And so we're utilizing some of the classic um, exhibits and collections of a museum setting, um, but through experiential learning, really bringing more and more of that to life. So whether it's through exhibits like race um, that really prompt questions and dialogue and sometimes some controversy, or whether it's pure education experiences or hands-on learning, um, that's really the future trend that we're, we're honoring those collections that are part of our history, sure. our heritage, um, but we're using them as a modern learning tool. And, and let's be honest, you have to stay fresh all the time. You got I mean, it. I mean so, so if you haven't been to the Putnam lately, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you got to get to the Putnam. Uh, we've just got extraordinary offerings, and it really is the community's museum. Rachel Mullen-Steiner, the new president and CEO of the Davenport Putnam Museum. You can find out more about the upcoming events and the programs designed for both children and adults by heading to the museum's website at putnam.org. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.